Electric Car Superstar, talking to you wherever you are. Produced by Christopher Fletcher, audio from FLX Beats, and this article comes to you from The Car Connection. Report. Electric cars will be cheaper than gas models by 2025. Written by Richard Reed, May 30th, 2017. Before I get into the article, though, we want to talk about at Futuristic Elroy Challenge. It's a challenge that we started a while back and uh, we're going to follow through with it. We have this beat, the beat that's behind my voice right now, Christopher Fletcher, he just hit it up. And this beat can be obtained by contributing through Patreon. You will get this beat plus the feature beats of the week. And you take that beat, that at Futuristic Elroy, add your sound to it, email it to me at Santiago at electriccarsuperstar.com and we will throw it on iTunes. We will email you with all the details providing that. Once your song has hit us, once your music has hit, hit us, and we're going to take the top five. Right now, we, we know that a few people are working on theirs. Hopefully, you're working on yours. Send that to us. We're, we're going to get this going. It, you know, We have no timetable for this. So, if you want to send us something nice, Send it to us. If you want to send us something you think is good, go right ahead. Don't worry about it. Christopher Fletcher is a pro. He will make you sound great. That's what he does. He makes me sound great. Now, on to the article read. It's clear that an electric car revolution is brewing and that it's going to shake up the auto industry. Beyond that, however... Details about the revolution are hard to come by. For example, how will the auto industry deal with the issue of range anxiety? Better batteries, faster charging, improvements to the electricity infrastructure. And perhaps most importantly, when will the electric cars be cheaper than those that run on gas? A study from the Bloomberg New Energy Finance suggests that the answer to that last question could be sooner than you think or more specifically, 2025. Why so soon? Because the biggest cost associated with electric vehicles is currently their batteries. And the price of those batteries is predicted to plummet by 77% by the year 2030. Right around the year 2025, the cost of batteries will be low enough to put EV sticker prices on par with those of conventional cars using internal combustion engines. But while that in itself is an interesting proposition, the reduction in battery prices won't be the only thing giving electric cars a big boost in the coming years. The tipping point. As concern around issues like pollution and climate change become more pronounced, regulation of gas and diesel vehicles will become more stricter in many countries. That, in turn, will make those cars more expensive to produce since they'll have to incorporate a range of efficient technologies to comply with the various guidelines. Compounding that effect will be a shift in the perceived cost of ownership and attitudes associated with EVs. Typically, electric cars are cheaper to operate and maintain than conventional vehicles. Electricity costs far less than gas or diesel. And as EVs have fewer moving parts, 
thanks to their lack of engines and transmission, maintenance expenses are reduced. They're in some self-driving tech, which will minimize the number of crashes consumers have, and the cost of ownership falls further. As electric cars become more common, the buying public will begin to weigh factors like those in their purchasing decisions. That, in turn, will accelerate adoption and help automakers achieve economies of scale, which will make EVs even cheaper. And of course, as EVs become cheaper and sales begin to boom, sales of conventional vehicles will falter. The economies of scale that car companies have long enjoyed with combustion engine vehicles will disappear, causing their prices to climb. That vicious cycle will make EVs more competitive. Our take, there are so many factors at play in the switch to electric cars that it's hard to predict where the tipping point will fall. However, one thing's for sure, price can be a major motivation of consumer habits. The cost of batteries have already begun to drop, and it's likely to tumble much further and faster as facilities like Tesla's Gigafactory open up and as countries like China encourage EV adoption. To us, Bloomberg's prediction on battery prices seem reasonable, and that leads a lot of credence to the notion that the transition to electric vehicles will grow exponentially in the coming years, whether we'll reach the tipping point in 2025, 2035, or later is a matter for debate. End of article. Now, Christopher Fletcher, hit up that sweet beat of the week here. Enjoy the beat. This this beat here that you're listening to will be featured also when you subscribe to Patreon. We will send this beat on top of at Futuristic Elroy. Um, enjoy it. You know, I always go back. I listen to these, to the article, I mean, to the podcast, because I like hearing that beat right behind my voice. It's a nice addition. Uh, we came about that decision because where I record, there was a lot of uh, background noise, and we sort of toned out that background noise with the beat behind my voice. And also, the show is solely sponsored by FLX Beats. Now, because of that, you're going to have to bear with the beat. And I know a lot of people would rather hear my voice. A lot of people would probably rather hear the beat. You have both, and I enjoy both. So on to the article and my commentary as the electric car superstar. Now, a lot of this stuff, which is kind of cool, and, and I love it, the, the car connection and the author here, Richard Reed, hit on a ton of things that the electric car superstar has been harping on for episode after episode after episode. And that's the fact that these electric cars are easier to maintain. They should be cheaper to produce. I don't understand why we have to wait to 2025 because they're a lot easier to produce. That's why you have a lot of startups getting into this because it's not really that hard to make an electric car if you have the finances and the manufacturing. Uh, I, I, I like the part, I'm gonna go through this little by little because this article is probably one of the best articles I've read in a while. I mean, it, seriously, it sounds like the electric car superstar wrote this article, but he did it. Richard Reed did, and I, I'm appreciating this guy right now. Now, I'm gonna answer a couple, uh, couple questions here. The issue of range anxiety. 
better batteries. Now, of course, the more range, the the easier it would be to sell the car. People don't want to think about the limits of their car. Now, the thing is, is as e even with the low range cars, especially the Nissan Leaf that I buy, that I have, I've owned for five years. The more people that are out there driving these cars, regardless of range, the range is important. I've, I mean, of course, I've, I've driven my car for five years and I look at that, that bolt and I'm like, wow, 200 miles, that would be amazing because I've done five years on 85 to 100 miles with all the climate changing that I have. We have all four seasons here in upstate New York, so I've dealt with it all. So range anxiety, it, it, it exists, but not to the craziness that the ICE pundits out there make it out to be. Five years, I've survived. I love my need. I drove it today. I drive it everywhere, every day to work back. I do all my basketball stuff on the weekend. You know, so I don't even think about range anxiety. When I get in the car, I know where I'm going. I know I can get there and I know I could get back safely. There's now it's getting better. There's a lot more places to charge around the city where I live in upstate New York. So so that's getting better right there. Faster charging. Now, um, when they sold me my car five years ago, they, they made it a point to say that it has a DC fast charger, a 440, 400, 4000, whatever the hell it is. I had that in my car. Now, there's no DC fast charger around here. I heard that one of the dealerships just installed it, one of the GM dealerships, you know, I, that's awesome. They, they're trying to do what they gotta do for their Chevy Bolt. I applaud them with that. But in the five years that I've owned my Leaf, I've never used a DC fast charger. These are those things that could charge, completely charge my car in 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. I've never used one. I haven't had to use one. Had they, have there been any available? Yes, I would use it. Now, the thing is, though, people people get really scared. I'm going to talk about this fast charging thing real quick. People get kind of scared. say, wow, I mean, do I want to go someplace and charge my car for half an hour? Of course not. What I'm talking about is when you go there completely depleted of electricity on your vehicle. Like if I took my leaf, which is 85 to 100 mile range, and I got there on zero, it would take me 30 minutes to fill it up. Now, if I went there with 50 miles of range and I just wanted to bring it up 30 more miles or I wanted to bring it up 50 more miles, then that would take 10 to 15 minutes. And the time goes down as the range of your vehicle gets higher. So when people sit there and they, they, they claim that you're going to be someplace for 30 minutes every single time, it's ridiculous to me because if they had DC fast charging stations in every single gas station, guess what? I'm only going to be there for five minutes because I already know. I, I drive by. I know that I could use 20 or 30 more miles to get to where I need to go. I'm going to DC fast charge it right there. Why not? For five minutes, go in, get a hot dog, come out. It's charged. It's fully charged in five minutes. You know, it's the same thing. I don't use all my miles every day. I don't drive my car to zero. Maybe some people do, but I don't. I drive to work and I drive back. I plug it in overnight, wake up in the morning. I have a fully charged vehicle. Have If I have to go anywhere, I get up, I get in my car and I go. You know, and I have a 240 in my house, which actually, I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, I did 120 for three months. The one, the, the good thing about getting the 240 installed at the house 
is it makes it easier to use your car more often. That's all it is. That's all it is. You have a 120, you're not going to use your car that much because you need it, it, it takes longer to charge. You have a 240, you're going to use it more because it's going to charge faster. It's that simple. Now, if my car had 200 miles of range, I mean, I wouldn't even think of that. If it had 600 miles of range, nobody would think about it. Like, nobody thinks about how, how far a car can go on a full tank of gas when they go by an ICE vehicle. Nobody talks about that. Nobody goes in there and says, hey, well, how, car, how far can this car go on a full tank? Unless you're buying an RV. Nobody thinks about that. They just buy the car because they know they, they know there's gas stations everywhere. We're going to get there with EVs, and that's going to be a point where it's going to be probably one of the tipping points. And, and they're talking about, I'm, I just covered improvements to the electric city infrastructure. Of course, you know, once the range gets so high on these cars, no one's even going to think about this stuff. And that's going to happen a lot sooner than 2025 in the electric car superstars opinion because it's not only electric cars out there that are relying on these batteries to be ridiculous. It's other things, computers, cell phones, um, drones, military drones. I mean, I think the military is probably going to crack the code on that one before anybody else. And they thought they probably already had. They're just pulling the technology from us. It's all, it's all part of a conspiracy show, I guess. There are plenty of podcasts out there. Not here, though. Uh, so 2025, you know, I think that's too far away. I think it's going to happen sooner than that. I think the Model 3, once that starts hitting the road, that's going to open a lot of eyes to the industry. The ICE industry is going to push forward with their vehicles. They have them all. They, they have them all there. They've been making them for years. You see them in all these, uh, you know, concept car shows. I mean, they, they got them. They're, they're, they're ready. They, they just want... They just want to see what how Tesla's going to make out on the road. And Tesla's going to do great. They've been doing great since day one. They're, they're going to be on back order. People are going to want them. Um, and it's just the story of Tesla. Hopefully, these other startup companies will, will push their product out before the auto industry gets woke and starts doing their own EV thing. Now, they're saying here that batteries cost is predicted to plummet by 77% by 2030. Now, something they didn't mention in this article, which I'd like to cover right now, is that if the cost of batteries <laughs> plummets to 77%, now, this is this this is where this article may have fallen short. At 77% cost reduction of the battery, which is the most expensive part of the car, we're not going to see a revolution from the auto industry. We're going to see a revolution from the people because there's going to be conversion kits out there. And once people realize that, hey, I'll take my radiator out, I'll take my muffler out, I'll take my engine out that needs an oil change, and I'm going to replace it with four electric motors, make my car all-wheel drive. And guess what? The most expensive part of the the car is the battery. And the battery is going to be so advanced by 2030. I mean, we're, we're talking 2030 here. We are talking 14 actually 13, 12 to 13 years from now. Think 12 to 13 years ago, what cell phones were doing, what computers were doing, what drones were doing. Drones were only used by the photographic industry. So we're, we're talking a huge leap from now. That's why I keep saying it's gonna happen sooner. This 77% is probably gonna happen, I would say by, by 2022, which that makes it five years from now. I believe five years from now, 
batteries are going to be so cheap. Panasonic and Tesla are not going to be the only two companies making electric car batteries. It's going to get crazy. These batteries are going to be cheap to make. They're going to be mass produced. I see it like TVs. When, when uh, TV technology first comes out, flat screens, when flat screens first came out, they were crazy expensive. The, the latest thing we have now is Ultra HD. When those TVs came out, they were almost $10,000. They, they figured out how to make them cheaper. They figured out how to mass produce them. And now you can probably get a, a TV that cost $10,000 three years ago. You can probably get that for $1,500 right now. Same thing with these car batteries. Once this price gets to the point, people are just going to start converting their current vehicles. It's going to be cheap. I'm, I see these shops opening up everywhere, like barber shops, conversion shops. You heard it here first from the electric car superstar. Conversion shops are going to be everywhere if 77% plummet happens with the cost of batteries. Great, great point in this article. Now, they, they, they hear, um, they're talking about pollution, climate change, you know, you know the electric car superstar stance on that. You know, I care about pollution and stuff, I recycle. You know, I, I believe in what's going on with the climate change, but that's not the reason why I buy, drive my electric car. It really isn't. I do believe that the vehicle I drive to work and back home and around town on the weekends is a better vehicle than the ICE counterpart. I, I do believe that. That's why I drive the car. I don't drive it for for any climate purposes. You know, do, do I care about the environment? Yes. Do I want the earth to survive long? Yes. Do I want a better planet for my kids? Yes, of course. But that's not the reason why I drive my electric car. It, it, I, I believe it's a strong benefit. I do notice the difference when I'm in an ICE car as far as quality, air quality, and basic pollution. I, I do feel that. I feel that when I'm in an ICE car compared to my car. So the breathing is better in my car. The breathing around my car is better. I, I mean, it, it, I notice it. I used to have asthma. I don't have asthma anymore. My son has asthma. So my son is more sensitive to that than I am. I used to be more sensitive to it. I've outgrown it, but he is, and he notices it. So so I know, I don't care what anyone says, I, I know that there's a factor out there when it comes to pollution. I just don't make that a part of my decision to own and have an electric car. I think it's just an awesome vehicle to have. It's cool. I, I mean, I love it. Now, th this article is great. I mean, I, I could carry on and on with everything that's going on right here. They, they talk about there's so many factors that it's hard to predict. I'm gonna make my own prediction. I think uh, 2020, 2021, when the ICE industry starts trying to compete with the, the startup companies and with what's going on in China, I think that's the year that we're gonna see craziness going on. A 77% drop, I, I think that's gonna be, I think at maybe 60, 50% drop of the battery cost and we're going to start seeing a conversion market happening so so that's coming uh, so so there is industry it's going to be out here it, it's it's going to be awesome to see i mean I, I could close my eyes and see it right now and it's going to be a great thing i'm going to enter this appreciation section right here right now it's going to be a little bit quick not that i'm not thankful for everyone that tunes into this show. And, but, you know, we I kind of carried on with this article. Article got me excited. 
because it did cover a lot of things that I've been covering since day one of the show. A lot of you guys out there in the electrification nation know uh, reading this article is probably like hearing me talk about what I've been talking about all along. I might a few things that I added. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for coming on to the show. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for your patronage on Patreon. You guys know what to do. Go to our website, electriccarsuperstar.com. Check it out. I mean, we need your support. We want your support. We love your support. It's just that simple. It really is. Um, the podcast community is getting bigger and bigger. I hear about a lot of podcasting going out there now. We've been at it for a little over a year. We have a ton of episodes out. And, you know, we, we've kept it organic. People are advertising podcasts out there. And um, we haven't advertised. So our numbers are coming from you guys. Like I like to say, the show's on the rise. And it's all you guys. And we appreciate it. Um, one of the other ways that you could contribute to the show besides Patreon and contributing monetarily, that's reading an article for us. We've had a few submissions and we appreciate that. You can call, you could uh, hit me up for a Facebook interview, talk about your car. We could do iTunes interviews. I touched up on that. I've got a few people help me get through that. You know, there's a lot of ways that you could contribute to the show. Monetarily right now would be awesome, but we understand podcast format is free we do these shows for free you can download them for free you can hear them for free sort of tough throwing with to throw money at something that you're getting for free but if you do you do and we appreciate that we're trying to become ballers out here in this podcast realm and that's the way we got to do it flx beats sole sponsor um maybe someday we'll get more sponsors but right now we deal with flx beats they produce my show it's the deal that I have with Christopher Fletcher. I'm gonna, I was gonna get him musical exposure, and it's funny because it's not a music podcast. It's an electric car podcast, you know, commentary. But you know, we figured, hey, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So we appreciate everything you guys do. We love it. I'm gonna end it right here. I know my side. I'm 24 minutes in. I got home a little bit early. Chris Fletcher is still out there working, so he's gonna see that that long 24 minutes and probably curse me out from his house. I'll probably hear it from here, but hey, what it is, what it is, when an article excites me, you know, I could ramble on and on about it. I can talk about electric cars with anybody and everybody forever because that's my passion. Now, I'm going to end it right here. I am the electric car superstar. You guys out there pushing this show, growing the show, are the electrification nation. The sweet beat behind my voice is FLX Beats. You will get this beat if you contribute to Patreon along with at Futuristic Elroy. And the man making me sound great, playing podcast producer Christopher Fletcher. And we 